Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and along with the Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, we welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jeshub. Today, Pastor Greg Scalzo will be starting the next sermon in his Through the Bible series on Heavenly Authority. You can find information about our church at shiarjeshub.org, and you can view our weekly Sunday message on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. Here's Pastor Greg. We'll return today to the Heavenly Authority series. Last time we were in that section of the study where we've looked at the gifts, the ministries, and the different activities or workings, and the particular ministry or service or office we were looking at is that of the teacher, 1 Corinthians 12, 28, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers. And when we left off last time, we were discussing false teachers um, from 2 Peter chapter 2. 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 1, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there will be false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways, because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. By covetousness, they will exploit you with deceptive words. For a long time, their judgment has not been idle, and their destruction does not slumber. And you remember down in verse 17, these are wells without water, clouds carried by a tempest, for whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And then he goes on to say, for when they speak great swelling words of emptiness, great swelling words of emptiness, they allure through the lusts of the flesh, through lewdness, the ones who have actually or are barely escaping from those who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are slaves of corruption or depravity. For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. You know, sometimes people in the world, unbelievers, they think that, you know, to give your life to the Lord, to give your life to God, you place yourself in some type of restriction uh, that you're that you're yoked, that you're, you're in bondage. But when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, it's true, we become slaves, servants of Jesus Christ. But in that service, we become free. We become free from all the things that are wrong and evil and corrupt. And what the unbeliever doesn't understand is that in what they think is freedom, in what they think is liberty, they're really in bondage. They're slaves of the devil, they're slaves of demons, they're slaves of their own flesh, you will serve someone. Either you serve the Lord, or even those who think they serve no one, they're serving demonic activities, demons, their flesh, the corruption of this world. They're in bondage. 
For by whom a person is overcome, by him also he is brought into bondage. Much better to be overcome by Jesus Christ, by God Almighty, than to be overcome by all the demonic activities in the flesh and be in bondage to it. And it says in verse 20, For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled in them and overcome, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. If they've known or tasted the freedom in Christ, the holiness in Christ, if they started off overcoming and then they get overcome because they go away from the Lord and they get tangled up in this uh, net of false teaching, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. And we discussed that in some detail last time. So that's a review of where we left off. It's been a while. There are two other cautions we'd like to look at today that concern this topic. The first is in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 1, and we'll start at verse 3. Paul writes to Timothy, he says, As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. That you may charge, you may declare, you may command. It means to transmit a message along. Let them know, tell them, command them, charge them. What? That they should teach no other doctrine. If you have a, that's the New King James. If you have an NIV, it says not to teach false doctrines any longer. The literal in the Greek is that you should command certain ones not to teach differently, not to teach differently, nor pay attention to myths and endless genealogies which provide disputes rather than edification of God which is in faith. Teach no other doctrine. No other doctrine, no other teaching than what? Than what the apostles taught. That's what we've been discussing, right? We started off first apostles. Then the teaching entrusted to the apostles by the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't teach anything different from that, that foundation. But there are those in Ephesus that are doing that. They're teaching other doctrines, other teachings. And you can see there is an importance to what we learn, what we understand, what we know. There is a pure, pure teaching of the gospel. He says here, as he goes on in verse 4, Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. There is pure teaching in the faith, by the faith in Christ Jesus. And anything else is a distraction, is to lead us away, lead us astray. And unfortunately, in the church in Ephesus, there are some, and he hasn't named them, but Timothy knows them, he knows them, that are teaching other teachings other doctrines, and he says, charge them not to do it, nor give heed to fables, myths, endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Later on, down in verse 7, well, let's read verses 5 to 7. Now the purpose of the commandment is love, 
from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith, from which some, having strayed, have turned aside to idle talk, desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. And I'll read verse 8 also. But we know that the law, that the law is good if one uses it lawfully. So they have these fables, these myths. They have these endless genealogies. And we read down in verse 7, they also use the law, which Paul says they don't understand. And you notice all this causes disputes. It breaks down the church. Versus, what does he say here? Rather than godly, verse 4, godly edification. And again, that word, the same word we had over and over again in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Edification, 13, 14. The edification of the church, the building up, godly edification, building God's house, building it up in God's knowledge, which is, verse 4, in faith. NIV says, by faith, by the true faith in Jesus Christ. All these stories they're making up. You know, it was very, in the early church, you had a lot of this going on. It was common in Judaism at the time. There are a lot of extra books. You have the canonical books of the Old Testament, and then you have the canonical books of the New Testament. But around the time of Jesus, there were a lot of extra books. There were some of the Jews that would go off into, into all these different stories, and you had these extra things being written. And then the Christians did the exact same thing. As people came to Christ, and as the gospel spread into different areas, the true gospel's there, and then people start to make up stories and myths and fables. Uh, and you have all this extra garbage, and sometimes you'll, you'll see them on the History Channel, um, Discovery Channel. They'll say, we have this book here or that book there, and they start to talk about them like they're the same, of the same quality and accuracy as the scriptures which we know are true. It's human nature. You know, how many movies in our lifetimes have been made about Jesus? And when you watch most of them around Christmas or Easter, there are parts that are very good, and then what happens? The producer or the director gets involved, right? And he's going to add his twist to it, his little side story to it, because he knows better. He wants to make it, he wants to amplify it, right? Well, it was the same back then, only they did it on a large scale, and there was all these different stories and mythologies. And notice, notice how concerned Paul is. You'll see it as we read on here, how concerned he is with truth. He's not there to tell a good story. So when you have some skeptics that say, well, you know, the apostles told this because they had ulterior motives. When you read their letters, these men were very concerned with accuracy and truth, the truth of the gospel versus imaginations, made up stories, fables, myths. The false teachers have these fables and myths. They have these endless genealogies. You can imagine how they might have stood there trying to trace genealogies to one patriarch or another. You know, we see it today in different shoots off of Christianity where the, they get tied up in the lost tribes of Israel. And the lost tribes of Israel become the, the American Indians for the Mormons. They become the English for the Armstrong people and the Gene Scott people. I've heard the lost tribes almost equated to every ethnic group around the world, depending on somebody's theory, and they write a book, and people grab the book, and they read it, and it goes on and on and on. 
uh, endless genealogies being discussed, and then fables and myths, and then the law, the law being brought out, but not used lawfully. There's a lot of things in the law, in the Leviticus, and the systems for the high priest. We studied all that, right? And it's very easy to grab onto the different symbols that pointed to, we know we studied Hebrews, to Christ, that a shadow of the truth we have in Christ, and to go away from the reality in Jesus and get back into that ritualistic, liturgical kind of atmosphere. And so you have new high priesthoods being established. A new set of regulations and systems and rules, not founded on truth like the Old Testament, because the Old Testament pointed to Jesus, but now pulling from that and wrapping the people up in different systems and obligations. And what does it all do? What are all the false stories and the mythologies and the genealogies, the endless genealogies and the theories and the minutiae and this modifying of the law unlawfully? What does it do? It makes a lot of busy work, right? That is a distraction, causes disputes many times, and breaks down the body of Christ and diverts us from the true faith in Jesus Christ. We are live streaming the Sunday morning message at 10.30 a.m. on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel. And we leave the messages up on the channel for a library that can be accessed 24-7. You can search YouTube to get to the channel or use the link we have placed on the www.shiarjashub.org website. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo next time on Shi'ar Jashub.